0: Good morning, Sonship, and welcome to A Course in Miracles Daily Reading Conference Call, where we read from the original edition of ACIM, which is published by Course in Miracle Society. We're reading from the Manual for Teachers, Section 17, Paragraphs 1 through 9. How do God's teachers deal with their pupils' thoughts of magic? Let's see, you can access an original edition at jcim.net. Everyone knows that we gather Monday through Friday from 915 15 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we read each paragraph twice. We invite our lesson today, Lesson 356, Sickness is but another name for sin, Healing is but another name for God, and the miracle is thus a call to Him. Finally, we ask that you mute your phone at all times, unless you're speaking. So, I want to remind everyone to mute so that we can hear our beloved Reverend Reja Pray for us. Reverend Reja
1: thank you thank Chris. You. thanks so much so we'll begin our time together just with a a, a short uh, time of becoming quiet and closing our eyes and, and uh, bringing all that external focus within just for a few moments when we feel the peace we begin uh, often groups begin as like this as well when we gather together It helps us to begin with a few moments of of quiet stillness and perhaps loving thoughts of God we first still our bodies and quiet our breath and our thoughts and then we're open and ready to receive it's as if we leave the ego at the door as it as it were we do this now And in this quiet time, we bring to mind our lesson. Today, lesson 356. Sickness is but another name for sin. Healing is but another name for God. The miracle is thus a call to Him. Unquote. And when I become weary and have thoughts that uh, try to show I am alone and that I might fail in this world, I realize I have another thought I can call on my Creator with a knowing I will be answered when I call there's a feeling almost tangible that acknowledges the miracle and gives me peace and the feeling of union I am cherished beyond words when I call on love I am always answered always shown Which way to go, I need but ask. I cannot be deceived, for I am home in the heart of God. In today's lesson, we have a beautiful prayer. Quote, Father, you promised you would never fail to answer any call your son might make to you. It does not matter where he is, what seems to be his problem what he believes he has become he is your son and you will answer him the miracle reflects your love and thus it answers him your name replaces every thought of sin and who is sinless cannot suffer pain your name gives answer to your son because to call your name is but to call his own and so it is amen
0: Amen. Thank, Thank you. you, Reverend Regia. Thank you, Reverend Rija. Thank you, Reverend Rija. All right, here's who I have on the reading list. I have Paula, Reverend Rija, Fran Lee, Carl. Listening, I have Ida. So who else has joined the call that would like to get on the reading list to say hello?
2: Stephen, I'm here. I can read. Great.
0: Good morning, it's Mary. I can read. Hi, Mary. Great. 17. How do God's teachers deal with their pupils' thoughts of magic? This is a crucial question for both the teacher and pupil. If this issue is mishandled, the teacher has hurt himself and has also attacked his pupil. This strengthens fear and makes the magic seem quite real to both of them. How to deal with the magic thus becomes a major lesson for the teacher of God to master. His first responsibility in this is not to attack it. If a magic thought arouses anger, (coughs) excuse me, in any form, God's teacher can be sure that he is strengthening his own belief in sin and has condemned himself. He can be sure as well that he has asked for depression, pain, fear, and disaster to come to him. Let him remember that it is not this that he would teach because it is not this that he would learn. Paula, one and two, please. One.
3: This is a crucial question both for teacher and pupil. For if, if this issue is mishandled, the teacher has hurt himself and has also attacked his pupil. This strengthens fear and makes the magic seem real to both of them. How to deal with magic thus becomes a major lesson for the teacher of God to master. His first responsibility in this is not to attack it. If a magic thought arouses anger in any form, God's teacher can be sure that he is strengthening his own belief in sin and has condemned himself. He can be sure as well that he has asked for depression, pain, fear, and disaster to come to him. Let him remember then, it is is not this that he would teach, because it is not this that he would learn. 2. There is, however, a a temptation to respond to magic in a way that reinforces it, nor is this always obvious. It can, in fact, be easily concealed beneath a wish to help. It is this double wish that makes the help of little value and must lead to undesired outcomes. Nor shall it be forgotten that the outcome that results will always come to teachers and to pupil. How many times has it been emphasized that you give but to yourself? And where could this be better shown than in the kinds of help the teacher gives to those who need his aid? Here is his gift most clearly given, for he will give only what he has chosen for himself. And in this gift is his judgment upon the Holy Son of God.
0: Thank you, Paula. Reverend Regia, two and three, please. Uh-huh.
1: Thank you, true. There is, however, a temptation to respond to magic in a way that reinforces it. Nor is is this always obvious. It can, in fact, be easily concealed beneath a wish to help. It is this double wish that makes the help of little value and must lead to undesired outcomes. Nor should it be forgotten that the outcome that results will always come to teacher and to pupil. How many times has it been emphasized that you give but to yourself? And where could this be better shown than in the kinds of help the teacher gives to those who need his aid? Here is his gift most clearly given him, for he will give only what he has chosen for himself. And in this gift is his judgment upon the Holy Son of God. Three. It is easiest to let error be corrected where it is most apparent, and errors can be recognized by their results. A lesson truly taught can lead to nothing but release for teacher and pupil who have shared in one intent. Attack can enter only if perception of separate goals has entered. And this must indeed have been the case if the result is anything but joy. The single aim of the teacher turns the divided goal of the pupil into one direction with the call for help becoming his one appeal this then is easily responded to with just one answer and this answer will enter the teacher's mind unfailingly from there it shines into the pupil's mind making it one with him his
0: thank you reverend rachel brand three and four please
4: 3.
5: It is easiest to let error be corrected where it is most apparent, and errors can be recognized by their results. A lesson truly taught can lead to nothing but release for teacher and pupil who have shared in one intent. Attack can enter only if perception of separate goals has entered, and this must indeed have been the case if the result is anything but joy. The single aim of the teacher turns the divided goal of the pupil into one direction, with the call for help becoming his one appeal. This, then, is easily responded to with just one answer, and this answer will enter the teacher's mind unfailingly. From there, it shines into his pupil's mind, making it well with his. Four, perhaps it will be helpful to remember that no one can be angry at a fact. It is always an interpretation that gives rise to negative emotions, regardless of their seeming justification by what appears as facts. Regardless, too, of the intensity of the anger that is aroused, it may be merely slight irritation, perhaps too mild to be even clearly recognized, or it may also take the form of intense rage Accompanied by thoughts of violence, fantasized or apparently acted out. It does not matter. All these reactions are the same. They obscure the truth, and this can never be a matter of degree. Either truth is apparent or it is not. It cannot be partially recognized. Who is unaware of truth must look upon illusions.
0: Thank you, friend. Lee, four and five, please.
6: Perhaps it will be helpful to remember that no one can be angry at a fact. It is always an interpretation that gives rise to negative emotions regardless of their seeming justification by what appears as facts regardless, too, of the intensity of the anger that is aroused. It may be slight irritation, perhaps too mild to be even clearly recognized, or it may also take the form of intense rage, accompanied by thoughts of violence, fantasized or apparently acted out. It does not matter. All of these reactions are the same. They obscure the truth, and this can never be a matter of degree. Either truth is apparent or it is not. It cannot be partially recognized. Who is unaware of truth must look upon illusions. Five. Anger in response to perceived magic thoughts is the basic cause of fear. Consider what this reaction means and its centrality in the world's thought system becomes apparent. A magic thought, by its mere presence, acknowledges a separation from God. It states in the clearest form possible that the mind which thinks it believes it has a separate will that can oppose the will of God and succeed. That this can hardly be a fact is obvious. Yet that it can be believed as fact is surely so. And herein lies the birthplace of guilt. Who usurps the place of God and takes it for himself now has a deadly enemy. And he must stand alone in his protection and make himself a shield to keep him safe from fury that can never be abated and vengeance that can never be
7: satisfied.
0: Thank you, Lee. Carl, uh, five and six, please.
7: Anger in response to perceived magic thoughts is the basic, basic cause of fear. Consider what this reaction means and its centrality in the world's thought system becomes apparent. A magic thought, by its mere presence, acknowledges a separation from God. It states in the clearest form possible that the mind which thinks it believes it and has a separate will that can oppose the will of God and succeed. That this can hardly be a fact is obvious, yet it can be believed as fact is surely so. And herein lies the birthplace of guilt. Who usurps the place of God and takes it for himself now has a deadly enemy, and he must stand alone in his protection and make himself a shield to keep himself safe from fury that can never be abated and vengeance that can never be satisfied. 6. How can this unfair battle be resolved? Its ending is inevitable, for its outcome must be death. How then can one believe in one's defenses? Magic again must help. Forget the battle. Accept it as a fact, and then forget it. Do not remember the impossible odds against you. Do not remember the immensity of the enemy, and do not think about your frailty in comparison. Accept your separation, but do not remember how it came about. Believe that you have won it, but do not retain the slightest memory of who your great opponent really is. Protecting your forgetting onto him. It seems to you he has forgotten too.
0: Thanks, Carl. Stephen, six and seven, please.
2: six. How can this unfair battle be resolved? Its ending is inevitable. For its outcome must be death. How then can one can one believe in one's defense? Magic I trouble here. Magic against must help. This one's defense is magic against must help. I'm not seeing this right. I'm gonna pass.
0: All right, Um, Mary, six and seven, please.
4: How can this unfair battle be resolved? Its ending is inevitable, for its outcome must be death. How then can one believe in one's defenses? Magic, again, must help. Forget the battle. Accept it as a fact and then forget it. Do not remember the impossible odds against you. Do not remember the immensity of the quote enemy and do not think about your frailty in comparison. Accept your separation but do not remember how it came about. Believe that you have won it, but do not retain the slightest memory of who your great opponent really is. Projecting your forgetting onto him, it seems to you he has forgotten too. 7. But what will now be your reaction to all magic thoughts? They can but reawaken sleeping guilt, which you have hidden but have not let go. Each one says clearly to your frightened mind, quote, You have usurped the place of God. Think not he has forgotten. End quote. Here we have the fear of God most starkly represented. For in that thought has guilt already raised madness to the throne of God himself. And now there is no hope except to kill. Here is salvation now. An angry father pursues his guilty son. Kill or be killed, for here alone is choice. Beyond this, there is none, for what was done cannot be done without. The stain of blood can never be removed, and anyone who bears this stain on
0: him must meet with death. Thank you, Mary. Do we have a new reader who's joined the call that would like to read 7 and 8, please? All right, Paula, seven and eight, please.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me.
3: <clears throat> but what will now be your reaction to all magic thoughts? They can but be in sleeping guilt, which you have hidden but have not let go. Each one says clearly to your frightened mind, quote, you have usurped the place of God. Think not he has forgotten. Unquote. Here we have the fear of God most starkly represented for in that thought has guilt already raised madness to the throne of God himself and now there is no hope except to kill. Here is salvation now an angry father pursues his guilty son kill or be killed The here alone is choice Beyond this, there is none, for what was done cannot be done without. The stain of blood can never be removed, and anyone who bears this stain on him must meet with death. 8. Into this hopeless situation, God sends his teachers. They bring the light of hope from God himself. There is a way in which escape is possible. It can be learned and taught, but it requires patience and abundant willingness. Given that the lessons manifest simplicity, the lessons manifest simplicity stands out like an intense white light against a dark horizon, for such it is. If anger comes from an interpretation and not a fact, it is never justified. Once this is even dimly grasped, the way is open. Now is it possible to take the next step? The interpretation can be changed at last. Magic thoughts need not lead to condemnation, for they do not really have the power to give rise to guilt, and so they can be overlooked and thus forgotten in the
0: truest sense. Amen. Thank you, Paula. Rev. to eight and nine, please.
1: Hi, thank you. I'm getting, I'm getting quoted. I'm getting some help on how to say the word condemnation. <laughs> I have trouble with that, so here we go. Um, eight. Into this hopeless situation, God sends his teachers. They bring the light of hope from God himself. There is a way in which escape is possible. It can be learned and taught, but it requires patience and abundant willingness. Given that, the lesson's manifest simplicity stands out like an intense white light against a black horizon, for such it is. If anger comes from an interpretation and not a fact, it is never justified. Once this is even dimly grasped, the way is open. Now it is possible to take the next step. The interpretation can be changed at last. Magic thoughts need not lead to condemnation, for they do not really have the power to give rise to guilt, and so they can be overlooked and thus forgotten in the truest sense. And nine, madness but seems terrible. In truth, it has no power to make anything. Like the magic which becomes its servant, it neither attacks nor protects. To see it and to recognize its thought system is to look on nothing. Can nothing give rise to anger? Hardly so. Remember then, teacher of God, that anger recognizes a reality that is not there. Yet is the anger certain witness that you do believe in it as fact. Now is escape impossible until you see you have responded to your own interpretation which you have projected on an outside world. Let this grim sword be taken from you now. There is no death. This sword does not exist. The fear of God is causeless. But his love is cause of everything beyond all fear and thus forever real and always true.
0: Thank you, Reverend Rija. And Fran, nine, please.
5: Time. Madness, but being terrible. In truth, it has the power to make anything. Like the magic which becomes a servant, it neither attacks nor protects. To see it and to recognize its thought system is to look on nothing, can nothing give rise to anger? Hardly so. Remember then, teacher of God, that anger recognizes a reality that is not there. Yet is the anger certain witnesses that you do believe in it as fact. Now is escape impossible until you see you have responded to your own interpretation Which you have projected on an outside world. Let this grim sword be taken from you now. There is no death. This sword does not exist. The fear of God is causeless, but His love is cause of everything beyond all fear and thus forever real and always true.
0: Thank you, Fran. But His love is cause of everything beyond all fear and thus forever real. And always true. Floor's open.
1: This is Reverend Regia Joy, and I think, oh, how beautiful this is, because it reminds me that the pupil is the teacher, and the teacher is the pupil. (laughs) You know? There's no hierarchy. And at any moment, I become the pupil, and at any moment, I become the teacher. And, you know, what do I teach? I teach I teach either love or fear and I have that opportunity I love this idea of a sleeping guilt because I have things that pop up all the time uh, sleeping beliefs about myself and they get me and hook me at any and uh, uh, without a moment's notice <laughs> it even happened this morning I couldn't get my I couldn't get my headset to work and I just lost my peace because I had I was so invested in uh, sharing what I had, you know, my opening, my closing and everything. And, and, and where's that at? <laughs> There's no justification for anything but joy. And so I, but it gives me an opportunity to forgive myself and to uh, choose again. And I'm not going to uh, get down on myself. I'm going to take a forgiveness shower and, uh, and choose again. So I am the pupil, <laughs> and then in the next moment I can be teacher. <laughs> thank you. I'm complete. Thanks, Reverend Reja. Yeah, thank you.
6: Thanks, yeah. Reverend Rija. I love
1: thank
6: that. You. Thank you. I oh, you make
2: Thank you. Because <laughs> can't see, so it helps you make peace with the glasses. So thank you.
0: Thanks, Reverend Regia. It's Chris. I was just thinking, reading this, of when I was in middle school, and that so understanding of when we were playing sports, like you couldn't start on the basketball team unless you were the oldest. I don't know. And it's just like, there's such an unlearning that gives me such peace in the fact that that that's just not real and neither is time. And and it's just the, the more I let go of, especially in business too, like, Oh, that person's the CEO, or that person's the you know admin assistant. It doesn't matter. It's, it's just doesn't matter. I'm complete.
1: Oh, well, thanks, Chris. That's so perfect.
2: Thank you,
6: Chris. Thanks, Chris. This is Lee. If I begin this section with the last sentence in this section that God's love is cause of everything beyond all fear and thus forever real and always true, then I can look at magic thoughts as any thought of mine that denies that that's true. And he's very um, patient and gentle in recognizing that I'm completely immersed now in a thought system that denies that that's true that his love is the cause of everything using the thought system i've been brought up in i judge so many things as um threatening and fearful unacceptable horrible terrible disastrous but he wants me to know the nature of those magic thoughts and how to escape those magic thoughts and he offers a real key in this section if I return to the title of this section how do God's teachers deal with their pupils thoughts of magic I think he's asking me how do I respond when i encounter someone who drops into fear do i allow those thoughts of his to initiate something in me that is unkind either directly or even unintentionally if i have a wish to help but i don't know how to navigate then my wish to help can actually work against my wish for healing and my wish to offer healing so he wants to take me as deep as possible as to how to respond without fear when I see fear expressed toward me that's my understanding of what he means by how to respond to the magic thoughts of those I'm encountering we come to what I think is a pivotal instruction about the nature of my judgments and how I justify the judgments that I'm led to. The negative judgments. One of the most powerful sentences in the Course for me, and the most challenging and the most freeing, is what he offers me in paragraph four. No one can be angry at a fact. Everything I see occur, he's asking me to accept. That's a fact. If I think something that happens in my life justifies my anger, then I'm missing the most important part of the process. And that's my interpretation. His next sentence says, it's always an interpretation that gives rise to negative emotions, regardless of their seeming justification by what appears as facts. He wants me to know that it appears to me a fact that the only reasonable response to some situations Is whatever negative emotion I'm feeling but I'm missing how much I've introduced and projected an interpretation onto the fact and I'm reacting to my interpretation not to the fact if I could just take that deeply in I'm never angry at a fact I'm always upset by my interpretation That's a profound instruction to me. That paragraph four ends in one other really clean sentence. Who is unaware of truth must look upon illusions. That's not meant to give any sense of guilt to me, but just that I recognize. Do I have clarity? Am I free from all distortion? and how I think of things, if not, then what I'm interpreting is illusory. What I'm holding to be true is illusory unless I have the clarity of mind to see without distortion. So now I can be a little more comfortable understanding that I swim in illusions, mistaken beliefs about everyone and everything. And I can look for the life raft he's throwing me. Become aware, he's telling me, enough to question those things you imagine to be facts. And look for the facts beyond your interpretation. Allow Holy Spirit to strip away the interpretations that upset you And allow him to reintroduce what clarity of thought would provide for you in each situation, he's telling me. That's the miracle. When I accept what's on the other side of my interpretations and realize I had only frightened and angered myself. That's huge for me. From paragraph 5 through um, 7, he gets into something that I have searched for a word to describe, but my closest word, I guess, is um, a divine sarcasm. He begins to describe from the inside what it is my thought system tells me. And the significance of those paragraphs is he's telling me, you believe that you have successfully denied the truth and have successfully introduced a version of things that replaces the truth. By doing that, you believe you've denied God, His place, as the author of what's true and have usurped His power and introduced yourself on His throne as the author of reality knowing that unconsciously he's telling me that I have become fearful now of the truth because I'm so heavily invested in my judgments my version of reality that unconscious awareness that I'm actively defending against the truth and that God is the author of the truth makes me now fear God as my enemy." At the end of 5, he says, "...who usurps the place of God and takes it for himself, now has a deadly enemy. And he must stand alone in his protection and make himself a shield to keep him safe from fury that can never be abated and vengeance that can never be satisfied." unconsciously I believe I've angered God I hold the feelings toward God that I hold toward others when they betray me if I think I've betrayed God then I naturally fear that his vengeance and his anger are endless so I'm in what he's ready to call an unfair battle with my Creator how can it be resolved Well, I feel like its ending is inevitable. I fear that its outcome must be that he snatches away my life. This is in six. How then can one believe in one's defenses? How then can one believe in one's defenses? Magic, he says, again, must help. I have to take on... An intensity of mistaken ideas that seem to protect me from this God who wants vengeance on me for denying his truth. So now magic tells me, forget the battle, accept it as fact, and then forget it. Don't remember the impossible odds against you. Don't remember the immensity of the enemy. Don't think about your frailty in comparison. Accept your separation, but now don't remember how it came about. Believe you've won your separation, but don't retain the slightest memory of who your great opponent is. Slip into denial, he's telling me, as a way out of this conflict. In 7, he says, but what will now be your reaction To all magic thoughts, they can reawaken, they can but reawaken sleeping guilt, which you've hidden, but have not let go. These magic thoughts each say clearly to your frightened mind, you have usurped the place of God. Think not, he has forgotten. There's an inner battle going on in me now. I want the version of things that I've installed and overwritten onto reality and onto the truth of what clarity would show me. But I'm guilty about it. Because I think I've usurped the place of God and He's not forgotten, He's able to say to me, here we have the fear of God most starkly represented. Think not. He's forgotten. I'll go into denial. I'll repress all this, as he describes in paragraph 6. And then the fear arises, again unconsciously. I can forget about it, but I don't believe he has. And so I have this enormous fear of God. In that thought, that God has it in for me, and that I've replaced him, and usurped his, um, his version of the truth. That thought, in that thought, I'm told in seven, has guilt already raised madness to the throne of God himself. And now, again in sarcasm, now there is no hope, except to kill. Here is salvation, now. An angry father pursues his guilty son kill or be killed, for here alone is choice." What is it he say? he's saying that this inner conflict is directing me to kill? There's no question for me, but that it's a matter of of um, um, introducing again a theme that he mentions throughout the Course that i both think that i have killed god and that i think it's important that i replace or kill god on his throne and install my version of things in order that i not in order that i have any peace at all i'm fearful i'm fearful of god now it's kill or be killed for here alone is choice if i don't assert myself I'll be overtaken by a God and a truth that has it in for me. Those seem to be my only choice. It seems beyond that choice there is none. It seems what I've done has put the stain of blood upon me. And that stain of blood must be finally satisfied in my death, in snuffing out my life, That's what seems to be the inner conflict and the raging battle between the version of things I've installed and this God whose version of things I've replaced. This God that I've enraged. That's why in 8 he can say, into this hopeless situation, God sends his teachers. They bring the light of hope from God himself. And we see in 8 another reference to that most important sentence. In the middle of 8 he says, If anger comes from an interpretation and not a fact, it's never justified. Once this is even dimly grasped, the way is open. I can take that sentence and introduce any emotion, any negative emotion, in place of anger, if fear comes from an interpretation and not a fact, if despair comes from an interpretation and not a fact. Any negative emotion that I've ever felt in my life or in response to a particular situation, I can begin to recognize always came from an interpretation and not directly from the situation, not directly from that occurrence. Once that dimly, once that is even dimly grasped, the way is open, now it's possible to take the next step. And he leads me now across this escape. Magic thoughts need not lead to condemnation, for they don't really have the power to give rise to guilt. If I understood that everything that has created that inner battle was simply a mistaken notion, not only of what's true across this world, but what's true of my Father, then I'm I'm offered escape from what I think is an inner battle that i must lose and horribly in the end when his anger and his vengeance is finally um, enacted exacted when he tell me when he tells me in nine that i could remember anger recognizes a reality that is not there that's my freedom Fill-in-the-blank anger with any other word. Fear recognizes a reality that is not there. These things, anger, fear, depression, despair, they imagine a reality to be so that is not there. They project onto an outside world. the interpretations that we're led to that then appears to be a stark reality about the outside world that causes us to feel what we feel. That reality that my interpretation tells me is true was never there. That whole version of my past that represented The reality that my misinterpretation had persuaded me was so, was never true. To recognize this lesson is to release the past, because I can realize everything I relate to, as my past, was always one interpretation after another that I'm free of when I'm directed by Holy Spirit to clarity And to this process, this beautiful process of forgiveness, where I step out from under the burden of one more misinterpretation that had led me to think of this situation and that across my entire life as being so deeply wounding and so terribly disheartening. So terribly burdensome in terms of the guilt I took on. Until I recognize that, escape's impossible. Once I recognize my interpretations have been projected throughout my life and in every moment until I break free and invite Holy Spirit's um, release, that escape is impossible until that happens. Then a very powerful sentence, let this grim sword be taken from you. Now, what is that grim sword? I hold in my hand a grim sword of judgment. That grim sword has defeated the truth throughout my life. Distance me from life itself. Distance me from all that's good. Distance me from a recognition of the last sentence. his love has always been cause of everything and always will be beyond fear forever real and always true if he tells me there is no death the translation for me immediately is there is no basis for your belief in the denial of life all of that interpretation that led you to stand and deny the truth and the grace of this life all of that has been mistaken and the opportunity is to open my arms as wide as possible with as much humility as possible and ask that I be released from the burden and the sword of my judgments and my interpretations thank you guys I'm complete oh my
5: god thank you Thank you, Lee.
3: That
7: was great. Oh, Lee, that was amazing. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you so much for taking us there. Thank
8: you. Yeah. You've obviously studied that really well. Lee, thank you.
6: You're welcome, Ida. Thank you, guys. I know that was long. Thanks for listening.
3: Thank you for telling, speaking. Thank you.
5: Thank you. Thank you for um, bringing up that part where I forgot what you called it. What did you call sarcasm? Spiritual.
6: Yeah, sarcasm? like a divine yeah. sarcasm, I guess.
3: Because
5: I was reading that and I was thinking, is he joking with me? You know, is he being sarcastic? But I wasn't sure I was getting it right. So thanks a lot.
8: No, no, it's so it comes to me that's. If I hold my brother, my you know that that anybody that's my brother, not my family brother, you know, culpable for something that he did wrong, or uh, didn't do, or did do, or say, or whatever, you know, all that stuff that was that I didn't like, I didn't think was right, then. If I'm going to be like that, I can't be pleased. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, a, if they say they're sorry and, and change their behavior in the future. To some other thing. I'm going to find that other thing. There's going to be a problem with that, too. Or there's going to be a problem with some other brother. or are all one, so it doesn't really make any difference which one it is or what they actually did or said or didn't say or didn't do. It's not that. It's the process that Lee was describing, by which because of the ego, my ego made my body or made the world. So I think I done. You serve God that way that I'm angry at God and so I'm afraid of God. I'm afraid of God. So I think that God's going to do horrible things to me to kill me. And I'd rather do anything than do that. I'd rather have lots of conflict with my brother. I'd rather be sick. Make myself, my body that doesn't exist, sick by my mind so I can, like, make a bargain with God. Like, look, God, what I did to myself. So you don't have to kill me because, look, I'm killing myself. It's just going to take a little longer. <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, you know. So, wow, it's... Uh, uh, sharing the words on my ego going, Yeah, but that doesn't apply to you, Ida. That just applies to everybody else. You can still have your, you know I don't know what they call it in the course, your uh, your judgments against other people or whatever.
0: Thank you.
6: I'm complete. Thank you, Ida.
0: Oh, Ida, thank you. I so share that it belongs to them and not me. <laughs> I'm on your side oh my goodness, Um, I'm complete. Thank you for that awareness.
8: And, you know, deep in my heart, I want to help my brother. I want to help everybody. But there's no way I can do that. Unless I'm helping myself. By realizing the truth of what Jesus said in this book and applying it the best I can every day. And when Lee said, you know, you got to open my arms wide with as much humility as I can and ask for help. That's just, right when I heard it. That's what I was doing while I was lying here on my bed, you know, because I knew that I needed help because I was, you know, holding stuff against a brother. And, and then when that went out of my mind then I got delayed cramps, you know? I mean I'm like, Oh my god, it's like a I'm like an illustrated version of this <laughs> this session. Okay, so thanks, I'm complete again.
2: Well, if we put stuff together this course tells us uh, like today's lesson. Okay, that it all illness. Um uh, comes from sin which is you know a perceived wrong that I have that I have done in that uh, in that fifth paragraph you know anger is in response to perceived thoughts that's the basic cause of fear and fear is the basic cause of the anger right so when, when you just said that uh, it's them not me uh, the fourth paragraph first line perhaps it's helpful to remember that no one can be angry at a fact it's always an interpretation that gives rise to negative emotions, regardless of their seeming justification by what appears to be, uh, what appears as facts. So my interpretation of what my brother's doing and my unwillingness to accept what my brother's doing or my intensity on insisting that he see it my way, um, that's that... uh, um, improper interpretation of fact again my brother may be doing some things in the world at the level of form that you know i find offensive or or dangerous or whatever but it's still their choice to make and i heard a long time ago that help is a four-letter word for control you know just let me help you and if i'm helping you it's because i don't believe that you can do it yourself or that what you're doing is wrong so i'll help and uh uh, again, my job is to remember the truth for myself and for my brother, whether he accepts it or not. And if I need to get affirmation from my brother about the way that I see it, then it can be a can be a, a long, long haul. And again, uh, if if I'm so fond of saying, if if I'm married to an expectation, I think another divorce is pending.
6: I'm complete. Thanks, Stephen.
5: Thanks, Stephen.
8: Thanks, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. This is Sharon.
5: Um, that's a really beautiful thing to say to my students, my kindergartners. If you rush in to help somebody while they're trying to do it themselves, you're telling them you think that they can't, they can't do it and um, the result is that they believe they can't do it, that they have to get help. Thank you for that. A little teaching tip for me in the morning.
8: Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Sharon.
0: I'm wondering if that's my utter frustration in the... The daily question I ask myself is why I would ever choose this? And I know, Lee, you always bring it back to why would I not see it as what it is versus why would I choose the pain? But is it because I have to learn how to... No, oh, I do. I know the answer. Never mind. I have to accept the atonement for myself. I'm complete. I'm sorry I make this so much harder.
6: <laughs> Thank you, Chris.
8: thank you Chris hi thank you Chris Chris I I don't really think you make it harder than anybody else on this call I mean I think we're all sort of in the same boat that's why we're studying this course and no point well Jacob Stephen about you know and then reflecting it Sharon, about helping people So now, when I say I want to help people, I don't mean I want to do their chores over for them or tell them what's the best diet is, like my mom does, or and she did, bless her heart. I got another person to forgive again, but (laughs) um, I want to be an example in my life, you know, of forgiveness and not holding things against people, so that it will radiate out and help other people. In that way, without my saying anything. That's what I mean. I'm complete.
5: Thank you,
0: (laughs) Ida. Yeah, thanks, Ida. That's exactly the point, right? So I have to understand that I have to accept the atonement for myself, however, that is. And the way that I do it is by showing up for these calls every day and Studying the course and understanding that I create everything that happens in my life, and then helping—I'm tr- here only to be truly helpful. I think means just to be here to hold people up, and as I call it, a Reverend regia play. Accept everyone where they are, because if I can't do that, then I'm just trying to control everything, and that's not helping anybody. Good advice for me for the holidays when my kids are
7: home. <laughs> I'm complete. <laughs> this is Carl I love it, Chris. Um, I'd like to read something real quick from NTI that uh, kind of addresses what you're talking about Chris he says um, let, me, let me start he says there is no judgment in the world there is only judgment within your mind it is your judgment that shows you a world of judgment It is your judgment that gives you a world of pain. And this is uh, what I think, what I really wanted to read this next uh, paragraph. He says, Accept this fact. Everything you experience comes from you. There is not one exception to this statement. Therefore, everything you see as you see it is a gift given you that you may see what is in your mind. Look well and remember that what you see comes from you. If it is not that which you would have yourself see, let what you see go and do not hold on to it. I'm complete. Thanks a lot,
5: Carl. Love thank that.
6: you Carl that's
0: beautiful Carl thank you yes it is thank you
8: Thanks, Carl good reminder.
2: well it's empowering to know that I, I can change my mind again, it's, it, it's, it. there's a problem it's not out there it's in my mind and if the problems in my mind I can change my mind I can change my my view you know the uh, working last night in in-group about the uh, an untrained mind can accomplish nothing you know and it's the purpose of the workbook to train our mind along the lines the, the text sets forth so and to, to recognize when I'm feeling a negative emotion around something it must be because I'm having a negative thought and I'm having a negative thought because that's what I'm thinking and all I have to do is change my mind and it will change the way that I feel and the uh, idea that uh, I'm willing to change my mind as long as this this and this happens well then again you're going to be in for more for more heartache and more more pain you know the the idea of probably the most quoted thing in 12 step recovery is acceptance is the answer to all my problems today doesn't mean I have to like it but just accept that things are the way they are and my brother behaves the way that he behaves and and and, and it feels like this to me uh, regardless of what the truth is is what it feels like and I can react one way or another but you know how empowering to know that we have the ability to change our thinking to train our minds not to dwell on the negatives and that when we um, consciously focus on something else it changes you know the whole energy around us um, I can't remember specifically what lesson it is, but isn't there one of them that says, uh, you know, I, um, this I choose not to see, I choose this instead, something to that effect. So that idea of, man, I must be looking out the wrong window of the bus, you know, because <laughs> these people on this side are real happy and I'm looking at my side and it's nothing to see. So I'm just looking out the wrong side of the window, the wrong side of the bus. So, yeah, I can change my mind and I can, we can do it in a, you know, in a nanosecond. So that's exciting
6: and complete. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen.
5: Thank you, Stephen.
7: This is Carl again. Um, as we were were uh, reading uh, How Do God's Teachers Deal with Their Pupils' Thoughts of Magic, uh, it, it, it dawned on me that the word magic is contained inside, the, to some degree, the word imagination. And um, so I started reading um, this and substituting uh, the word imagination or imaginative thoughts for the word magic and uh I think it fits really well. I'm not going to go through and, and do that because there's too many mentions of the word magic, but you know you might you might wanna if you're interested take a look at it that way because uh uh you know our imagination is uh it's not real you know it's 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 what we <laughs> It's what we do. It's it's a, it's like a judgment, um, you know. It's it's uh, imagination and judgment, or you know, pretty, I think maybe one and the same. And and so, for what it's worth, I just thought I would say that that if you read this and substitute magic, I'm sorry, substitute imagination for magic. It it's uh, kind of interesting I'm that
6: was excellent Carl thank you
5: yeah Carl that was great thank you
6: following up on that and before we leave magic thoughts um, I just want to share that uh, in in my trying to penetrate as deeply as possible into what he means by magic thoughts which you know can remain an outstanding question what what again was magic thoughts anyway um, if I remember there are two thought systems and I remember that one reflects what's true and the other reflects all that I've made up about what's true and accepted as my version of reality then then um, there is that imaginative quality to these magic thoughts and um, which accords entirely with what I understand him to mean in the Course by the word illusion. I've accepted illusions as the truth. And all of my thoughts that accord with my illusory version of things are my magic thoughts. And the uh, solution to my magic thoughts is always to welcome Holy Spirit's correction and an acquaintance with this part of my mind that holds the thoughts that I think with God, the thoughts that accord with what's actually so, moment to moment, of myself and everything and everyone I see. One other thing had come to me that um, stands out, and that's at the end of two, he tells me in reference to this question of how to, um, how to try to help and what kinds of help. Um, include that double wish that he says makes of my help something more of an attack. At the end of paragraph two, he tells me how many times has it been emphasized that you give but to yourself. And where could this be better shown than the kinds of help the teacher gives to those who need his aid? Here is his gift most clearly given him. If I think for a moment, that I have available to me in responding to anyone that um, I'm trying to assist in my encounter with them, I can remember that what most helps genuinely is for me to rest in whatever I've learned of innocence and acceptance. Whatever I've learned of what I genuinely am and whatever I can share in that encounter of what the other person genuinely is, if I can reflect his innocence, that then remains another occasion where I'm able to give that gift to me. And in the occasions where I'm most tempted to deny his innocence, Those occasions become the greatest gift in terms of learning that in that situation, I can remember again that the opportunity is to install my understanding of my innocence more deeply in according it to him, despite whatever temptation there is to misperceive. That's how I think he can say to me, here is his gift most clearly given him. Here is my gift most clearly given me. He goes on to say, For he will give only what he has chosen for himself, this teacher of God. And in this gift is his judgment upon the Holy Son of God. However I respond to a brother whose magic thoughts may be tempting me to misperceive his innocence, reflects ultimately my judgment not only upon him and myself but upon the son of god that's the great opportunity here i'm complete thanks guys thanks lee
0: what do you say reverend reject oh sorry go ahead
9: oh i guess we've run out of time
0: doesn't really exist
9: (laughs) okay (laughs) most certainly have not hi it's Sam Um, yeah this uh, this section of the manual very confusing for me and a lot of things in there I don't relate to the desire to kill God uh, that God is out for me although God was definitely out for the Jewish people and killed them in droves when I was younger and I believe that God had a special malice towards Jews and very little malice towards non-Jews. That's how I was raised. But as I got older, I recognized that, you know, this was just the workings of a child, but I truly in my heart believed that God had forgotten me, just as the court says here. And that's the part of this section that I truly experience and relate to, the idea that I'm alone in this chaotic world and there is, no, there is no personal God that is watching over me and has a plan for me. And it took me a long time to get out from under that, but how quickly I can forget and revert back to that, you know, to that feeling. Uh, but all the patricide and uh, the wish to kill the sun and all that. I I personally have no relationship to that. So as I do with many things in the course where there are a lot of words that I don't get, I just move on because it's not important for me to feed my ego with that material and then therefore disprove all the rest of the course. So if anybody is having difficulty with that section and all the guilt that we supposedly feel about wanting to kill God and so forth and so on, or any other section where you feel like, oh, I don't know about all that. Don't worry about it. Let go and let God, as we say in the program. And just not be involved in the debate over that because it's not productive. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you,
5: Sam.
2: That was
9: great. Thank you.
2: Forget
9: forget about it. Yeah,
2: forget about it.
0: Amen, Sam. Or should I say Reverend Sam? Sam, I'm going to have to give that some real thought. Thank you for that, Sharon. Thank you. All right, Reverend Regia. Shall we pray?
1: Yes. Sounds great, Chris. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. We'll just take a few moments as we close our time together today on this conference call in studying the manual for teachers of A Course in Miracles let's perhaps close our eyes and and draw that awareness in becoming relaxed, quiet, and still I uh, seemingly live in a world of uh, separation and specialness And in this world, I deeply feel the call to awaken and know the truth. And when I do, I I naturally want to extend the truth to all whom I love. And he tells me that to share an idea, I must first have it. And then the idea is awakened more deeply in me when I teach it. And I've learned from this course, quote, Everything you teach, you are learning. Teach only love. And learn that love is yours and you are love unquote so when i am with my brother and he's kidnapped by illusion which is magic the question in the manual for teachers is how do god's teachers deal with their pupils thoughts of magic do i teach that i believe in illusions by joining him in the pain and anger or or do i believe in love If his actions toward me or another inspire anger in me, is this not a sure sign that I do believe in sin? Our lesson today tells us, quote, sickness is another name for sin, unquote. God's teachers have come to heal, not sicken further. Quote, let him remember then, is not this that he would teach because it is not this that he would learn. Unquote. Will I choose to enter into the belief of sin and react with anger or will I remember the answer is the miracle? Whichever I choose is the choice I give myself. Quote, the outcome that results will always come to the teacher and to pupil for he will give only what he has chosen for himself. And in this gift is his judgment upon the holy Son of God. Unquote. What is the judgment I place on my brother and myself? Sinful or sinless? Which do I choose? If I see my brother as separate with separate goals, then I attack him, and this view of him brings me quote anything but joy, unquote. You taught me today, quote, all reactions obscure the truth. Either truth is apparent or it's not. It cannot be partially recognized. Who is unaware of truth must look upon illusions. When my brother or myself are in pain, we have believed in magic, which is the belief I could have a separate will that opposes the will of all that is and succeed. Now I have an enemy indeed. I have made the separation real, forgotten that I have done this to myself, and then projected it upon love. Now, whenever I meet with magic thoughts in myself or my pupils, the sleeping guilt I've hidden away awakens, and I get angry, and I react. And so we pray, Father, Mother, God, show us the way. What is your answer? Today, I Heard you tell me that this is the perfect situation into which you send teachers of love to, quote, bring the light of hope of God himself, unquote. You tell me to bring all things to the one answer you have given me. There is no separation and no separate will. The Son of God is sinless. My will is one with my Father's. And now I hear you. You whisper in my soul, quote. There is a way in which escape is possible. It can be learned and taught, but it requires patience and abundant willingness. If anger comes from an interpretation and not a fact, it is never justified. Thus, magic thoughts can be overlooked and forgotten. Remember then, teacher of that anger recognizes a reality that is not there yet is the anger certain witness that you do believe in it as fact now is escape impossible until you see you have responded to your own interpretation which you have projected on an outside world let this grim sword be taken from you now there is no task this sword does not exist. The fear of God is causeless, but his love is cause of everything, beyond all fear, thus forever real and always true. Unquote. And so it is. Amen.
9: Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Rita.
1: Thank you, Sam. (laughs) Thanks,
8: everybody.